0: Welcome to the Inspire Podcast. I'm Heather Tice, and this is a place where the unexpected and sometimes crazy moments of life meet up with sacred truth. It's where we get together to talk with other real Christian women who are living out their purpose in a unique way that only their sovereign creator God could have designed. Our hope is that while you're here, you'll laugh a lot, be blessed by the ways that God moves among His daughters, maybe find an idea or two. And most of all, that you'll be inspired to live for him in the week ahead of you. So whether you're washing dishes, getting in some exercise, or just driving on your daily commute, we're so glad that you've joined us here at the Inspire Podcast. Welcome to this episode of the Inspire Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about the connection between physical and spiritual health. So, a lot of great questions, a lot of great insight that I think we're going to get from today's podcast. And joining me here is a good friend of mine and a lovely leader in our church. This is Diana Gabramesco. Say hi, Diana. Hello. So Diana, before we even get into all the content questions, let's get to know you a little bit. Okay. So tell me about how long have you been coming to Southern Hills? So we've been coming to
1: Southern Hills probably about four and a half years, five years. Um, We love this church. Um, It's been our home and yeah, it's been great for my family and I.
0: Right. And I know you were attending off and on. You and your husband have shared your testimony a little yeah. bit with me, and this is fascinating, um, that y'all kind of came, how often would you say, maybe once a month?
1: So, you know, probably on my own, because he had a different work schedule and things like that. On my own, I was coming at least twice a month, but I would miss at least once per month um, on my own. And it was more geared for our kids, right? So I wanted right. our kids to know Christ. I wanted our kids to know Jesus. And that's how it all started. My son and my nephew made a comment that, Um, it was around the holidays and they made a comment about who's Jesus. And so I'm like, Oh my goodness, I'm a horrible parent. They need to know who Jesus (laughs) is. Um, and so we started coming to the church more regularly, but it was really on my own. And then again, it wasn't like it was anything to do for me or was anything to do for my husband. We were really doing it for our kids. And then after Probably around two and a half years ago, it really became for us um, and not just our kids. Um, And that's when our lives really changed and we completely gave our lives to Jesus. We're still working on it. Um, But that's when we consistently came and we just kind of dove in with like, both hands and legs and arms just to get into anything we could to serve him. And so that's really where we, that's our journey.
0: I love that testimony. You've told me this before, um, because it is funny, because a lot of times it does start for the kids. Uh I watch attendance and I know a lot of names at the church sometimes, because um, if you're at our church and you're not filling out your connection card (laughs) or you're missing a lot of services, you're going to be getting notes and cards in the mail. Yeah. And so I help with some of those. So I would see names like you already come up every <laughs> once in a while. And then I remember the drastic change because I remember all of a sudden you guys were like here. Yeah. Like yeah. like you said, all in really describes your family's journey. And I love that you and your husband not only said, you're like, we're going to get serious about our walk with God. But you said... Um, we want to know him so much and it just changed everything. It I mean, does. you guys became leaders. Now you're helping lead Growing Kids God's Way, yeah. which is exciting. So I know you're in session with that right now, right? We are. Yeah. yeah. We're
1: in a class right now. I love that class.
0: So and that has transformed your family life, right? And it I really know we're going to be talking a little bit about family in the area of health today, Yes, but um, just what what difference has that made that program, Go- Growing Kids God Way, God's Way, how has that helped you in parenting?
1: You know, it really helped us because it gave us practical tools from the Bible. So a lot of the times, even when we were getting closer with our walk with Jesus and, you know, we were increasing our prayer life, we were increasing on what that looked like with the family, we weren't always tying back our parenting to what God said. Um, And so we were always tying back our parenting to what we said. And so half the time we were getting it wrong anyway. Um, And so when we took that program, it was so eye-opening because a lot of the things, especially from my point of view... I think Emmanuel and I had two different perspectives. From my perspective, I was doing a lot of things culturally, meaning culturally in the United States where I grew up here, you know, Mm -hmm. because I'm from another country, but growing up here and psychologically, right? And so what can hinder your child psychologically and making sure they have choices and benefits and everything revolves around your child and wrong move. Um, and Emmanuel's was very culturally based from our country, like our original country that we came from, um, Eritrea, Northeast Africa. And so his was very much on how he was raised. Mm -hmm. And so he was doing a lot of things based off of this is the way my parents did it. And, you know, they're just like us they are fallen sinners too. We love them, but you know, they make, they made mistakes based on what they knew. And so It really was take a look at the Bible, take a look at what God has to say about your responsibility as a parent and what that child, what your true calling is, is to disciple them. Um, And so that was the first time we really heard it that way. So it really has changed our family dynamic. I mean, we do devotions every morning. I never would have thought that would have ever happened before I thought about that. (laughs) The first time our kids did something that was you know, disobedient, instead of, you know, going the typical way we went, we would open up the Bible and read about it and say, this is why you shouldn't do this or why you shouldn't do that. And what does that look like? And teaching more in moments of non-conflict, which if anybody takes that class, Mm -hmm. which I highly recommend, I don't think we do as much as as parents. We tend to parent in the conflict instead Mm -hmm. of outside of the conflict. And there's so much opportunity. I mean, Deuteronomy, and I don't remember the exact verse, but Deuteronomy even talks about, talk about me Everywhere you're going, when you're walking with your children, when you're, you know, and so that's so needed and we forget that as parents. Um, So it was, yes, I could talk about growing kids this entire podcast, so let me stop. (laughs) No,
0: I think that's so important and that plays into what we're talking about today um, because so often we want to give our children rules Mm -hmm. and that's not bad as parents. Mm -hmm. We have to do that. But what you're talking about is teaching them more than just a rule. You teach them, here's the heart behind the rule. Yes. And that's important because as they get older, some things they may not do that exact way. You did it. Yeah. But as long as they're following the heart behind the rule. Okay. So one of the rules would be be kind to others. How do we do that? There's different ways we do that. Yep. There's different things we don't do because we're living in kindness and love to others. So um, I think that's so important. And that's going to go into even as we talk about teaching kids about health. We Mm -hmm. want to teach them guiding principles because the options in life are always changing. Yep, There may be a time where they're not able. For example, I used to do a lot of, I grew up in a house that cooked fresh vegetables all the time Uh, because I lived in Alabama. Uh (laughs) And it's harder to practice that. I'm not saying it's impossible, but when you live the life I do in ministry and in a desert, you don't find as much, you know, fresh options You can't garden as well. I mean, some do it. It's amazing. (laughs) But um, learning to say, okay, what are the principles behind this? Okay, for us, it was family time, having family time around the table. Um, And it's watching what we eat. And we'll get into all that. But I think teaching guiding principles is important because times change. Yes. Lifestyles change Mm -hmm. um, based on circumstances around them change. And so teaching our children to follow God and not just teaching them here is the only way. and, And here is the one I'm trying to figure out how to say this well, and I don't think I'm doing a very good job, but here is the one scenario. You have to always do this. No, right? you have a relationship with God, but you may spend time with him in the morning. You may spend time at night. Right. You may spend time with your family in the morning. Maybe you spend time with your family at night, but the key is you're making these things happen but you're making them happen in the way that your life works. Absolutely. And that helps them later to your point, because Mm. as they get older and as they
1: become teenagers or they become adults, then they need to find what that relationship with God looks like. And so now we just give them those tools on, Mm. and it also makes it when you're always just bringing God into the light, to your children's life, when they are doing something wrong, or you're trying to explain again, a rule to them, Mm. um, then you start to unknowingly start to hurt the relationship a little bit because then Mm. God to them just looks like this person who is, or this being that's always just disciplining or providing obedience and whatever that, whatever that may look like. Um, and there is some truth to that, but God loves us so much. And there's everything yeah. that we received in this life is because of him. And so there's yeah. so many opportunities to say, go spend time with your best friend. Go spend time with God. Go yeah. thank him. Or even when we get something, we get to do something fun and pray about that, you know, and say, God gave us a chance to do this. Or, oh, my goodness, we had a, you know had enough money to go on this really neat vacation, praise God for that. And so there's always mm. this opportunity to build the relationship yeah. on the other side. So just keep on putting into that bucket of their heart of making it grow bigger mm. and bigger in that relationship for God versus, you know, just in the times of discipline and obedience. So both sides to your point.
0: I love that. And how many kids do you have? Just two.
1: Jacob and Juliana. Jacob's 10. Um, Juliana's five.
0: Okay. Yeah. And you are a working mom. I am. As am I. So tell us about where you work and what you do.
1: I work at Mandalay Bay. I'm the director of HR there. Um, so it's, you know, we're just having this conversation with somebody else to explain what we do in HR. It's just <laughs> we help the employees. I guess that's at uh, the end of the day. Mm-hmm. We help the employees, we help the leaders. Good. Yeah. So,
0: yeah. So okay. providing care for them and making sure they have what they need. Yes. When they need it. Okay. Yes. So tell us about you personally. What is your pet peeve, Diana? So my pet peeves, I'm somewhat of a germaphobe a little bit. So I think one of
1: my pet peeves is when I see people leave the restroom without washing their hands. Like I'm like, (laughs) they're going to touch a door that I'm going to go touch, which germs are everywhere. And I have kids and I should be over germs by this point, but that's one of my pet peeves. I was
0: studying with my seventh grader in the biology class she's got. And do you know that, let's see if I can remember the term, right? We did note cards. And Bacteria is like the most common or widespread, whatever the phrase was. And it, you know, it's like everywhere. Is yeah. point. Like what is the most common thing or, or, um, Oh, I forget the term because I'm not sciencey. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What is the most common um, element that's Uh like everywhere? Yeah. Because it's on our skin. It's on everything. It's everywhere, and it's bacteria. Yes. (laughs) And I
1: can't think about it because I don't want to become what is that guy Howard Hudson or what is that Howard Hughes? Hughes? Yeah. 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 And yes, so it is everywhere. It's everywhere. So it's silly that I put it. So wash your hands.
0: Okay. Wash your hands. I was just getting tacos for my family because we do Taco Tuesdays. They're only a dollar and they're delicious. But I was, this is so gross. I went to pick them up. Normally, Josh does this, but it had something else going on. So I said, I'll go get dinner. Uh-huh. So I'm at the taco place. And it was crazy because they're dollar tacos. So we'll order like 25. Where is <laughs> this place that you get dollars? It's, um, Don Tour Taco. Or they're also Roberto's. Yes. Yes. So on Tuesdays, they have these delicious tacos. Uh-huh. And they're only a dollar. And we have teenagers. So we eat a lot. And then we'll pack them in lunches the next day. So Smart. Josh had me get 26 tacos with my taco order. So I felt like a boss going in there. I need 26 <laughs> tacos. But I went in there, and I thought, you know what? I've been at the gym, which is right next door. That's a dangerous combination, gym and taco place. (laughs) And uh, while they were fixing the tacos, I thought, I'm going to go to the bathroom because I've got this whole bar. I need to wash my hands. I've got this whole bar that I can fix. You know, they've got cucumbers, fresh cucumbers, uh, the green salsa, which Mm, is absolutely essential to your taco (laughs) dinner. It is. And so I knew I needed to wash my hands because the gym is a nasty place. It is. I use Clorox wipes. I bring my own Clorox wipes to the gym like a freak because I got... Really sick after we started at this gym. So no more will I ever, ever catch something from the gym. I'm determined. But um, I had not used the other machines. So I had not just used my Clorox wipes. And I thought, you know, my hands are filthy. I'm not going to touch food. I'm going to go in the bathroom wash my hands. I go in the ladies' bathroom. There's no soap. Oh, no. So it's a single stall. So I go in the men's restroom. Yeah. Nobody was in there. So I go in there. No soap. Neither soap dispenser worked. And I did go back in the lace and they had cleaning spray Uh-oh. and I sprayed it on my hands. I washed it off real quick. I thought this is going to have to do because I'm kind of stuck. I don't have antibacterial stuff in my purse. I thought I'm just going to do this and use the scoopers and try not to die and try not to infect our food. But what really freaked me out is I'm like, okay, the employees. That yes, that's what I was talking. thinking.
1: <laughs> I'm like, do they have a <laughs> they bathroom have back there?
0: And I just kept saying no. All I did is I just said, I'm too far into this. I've already paid. You know, I'm not (laughs) fixing dinner. I just like, Lord, please keep us from dying. And I am just praying that I believe in my heart, because I'm choosing to, (laughs) that they have a sink behind there at their workstation and lots of soap in the kitchen where they're prepping food. Yes, I'm going to believe that for you, too. Oh, my goodness. That was one of the (laughs) grossest things ever. So that is a great pet peeve. And I think it's one y'all need to wash your hands. Yes, please. So um, this is a fun one. So do you work out? I have to ask this. Do you work out? Do you exercise?
1: So it's inconsistent. I have these periods where I'm like, yes, I'm doing great and I'm working out. And then I fall off the bandwagon, which I'm at right now. So for, Mm -hmm. gosh, consistently for like two to three months, Emmanuel and I were waking up Three times a week, sometimes even if we got crazy four um, and we were exercising. And then life just happened the last three. And we were just talking about that this weekend. So,
0: well, I had to ask that because I know as you and I have talked in the past Uh that um, you are very healthy. Y'all, you can't see, but she looks just adorable here. She's all like got her plaid sweater on and she's always very trim. She looks like a model, like she's always very fit. Um, But it's through healthy eating you know, you're winning your battle in the kitchen. So I had this question, but I'm going to let you answer it, whether you choose to do it with your workout routine or with your routine in the kitchen. That's why I asked that question is if your workout routine or your kitchen routine was summed up into the title of a book or a movie, what would it be? Workout routine would be inconsistent, but I love it.
1: (laughs) Um my I can eating. just see
0: like you you shrugging on the front. I'm trying. Yeah, I'm trying.
1: <laughs> I feel great when I do it, but it's yeah. inconsistent, but I love it. Um and my eating habits would probably be mm, natural and healthy is for me, I guess. I know that's not natural a fun and one. Not healthy is for me. Yeah, natural and healthy you is know, for me. So if
0: you abbreviate that, natural and healthy, it's nah. Like nah, <laughs> nah, nah. I'm sure that's <laughs> how most
1: people my husband would appreciate that. <laughs>
0: to share that with him. I will, so he yeah. could be on the back cover with an yes. abbreviated shaking his head. Yes. So, I love it. Okay. So let's get practical. Let's get down to what we're actually talking about today. Um, What are some practical ways that you stay healthy? So practical ways that
1: I stay healthy is um, I choose to eat foods that are less processed, um, and I fall, I've fallen in and out of the bandwagon on those type of things. Namely, after we had children, and you know, working, and sometimes oh, yeah. a processed meal is just just so quick and easy to do, and it tastes good. So that's where we're going. But okay. I try, if I can, when I'm being intentional about it, to try to have foods that have come from the earth or God has made, and like man hasn't made. That's usually the the <laughs> the process that I go about trying to choose okay, foods. So-
0: like speak more specifically to that because we know there's all kind of eating trends out there. There's all kind of ways to be healthy. And and by the way, if you're listening to this, take these ideas, consider them, but find what works for you. Yes. There's lots of ways to incorporate healthy. And these are just a few ideas, but we hear all the things like paleo, eat like a dinosaur, yes. you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. So what do you mean? You say non-processed. Does that mean you're not going to McDonald's ever? Like you're not going out to eat? Or does that mean I'm not even buying a roast chicken at the grocery store? You know, what do you what do you mean by non-processed food? So I'm,
1: for my children and for, um, and for Emmanuel as well, like I try not to limit what they have. So do the kids go to McDonald's and things like that? Sure. Yeah. Like I want them to have a happy meal. I had a happy meal growing up,
0: yeah. so they get
1: a happy meal. Um, <laughs> but we just don't do it that often. Um, for me, I chose to become, it's hard to say vegetarian, vegan, because I still eat fish, but I don't eat dairy products and mm-hmm. I don't eat meat. So I don't eat chicken. I don't eat, you know, red meat, whatever, turkey, that type of stuff. Um, so it was a decision that I made, goodness, like, mm, 14, 13 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a younger, I have two younger sisters who I adore, um, and our, my baby sister was just getting really, really sick. So she had started mm-hmm. getting sick when she was 12, um nothing that was a big deal. Doctors were able to treat it. And by the time she was 17, it got progressively worse. Yeah. And she had been to specialists throughout her, throughout that time period. Um, and she was just on, she was heavily medicated. She even had to get hospitalized for a time. Um, and my mom was just in constant prayer for her. We all were, she was trying all these different things. My cousins, everybody, like I remember being at the house one night and like 20 ladies just being over her and trying to pray Mm. over her. And it was just, we weren't getting answers. So there was a woman that got brought into our lives. Um, She used to pray for her all the time too. She was great. Um, And basically said, you need to take her off all all medication and you need Mm. to put her on nothing but greens like for 30 days.
0: So this is like kind of a homeopathic doctor. She really wasn't actually. Um, just someone who had done their own journey and their own research?
1: Yes and no, actually. <laughs> um, for her, so she was somebody that my mom had uh, got introduced through to through a coworker. And so this coworker said, you know, I know your daughter's been really sick. There's this lady who I know through yeah. another lady who prays um, for folks. And then once mm-hmm. she prays, she's able to provide you some type of answer. Mm-hmm. And so my mom called this lady and she said, just give me your daughter's name. Don't tell me anything else. Mm -hmm. Um, and so she prayed for my little sister and then called and said, Hey, it sounds like she's on a lot of medication. Take her off the medication. She's severely vitamin deficient. Um, she Mm -hmm. needs to go on a 30 day, nothing but green fast. If she needs to eat and that's juice. So we didn't have a juicer at the time. If she needs to eat, she can have lightly steamed vegetables. Um, but then that's it, like lightly steamed Mm. green broccoli or lightly steamed um, spinach. Yeah. And so we're like, oh, okay. Um, so my sister had to do that literally within. We were nervous about taking her off all the medication. Yeah. And if you're
0: listening to that, make sure you consult a doctor. I don't know if your sister did or because she had on the medication been. too. Yes. Sometimes you have to tape her off. But right. Yeah. But she the, was which, able to. She
1: was able to. And we just took a, fa- a leap of faith because at that point, the medications were actually making her worse. Like nothing was getting better yeah. in our situation. And so. At this point, we're like, we'll try anything because we just mm. want her to get better. And she wanted to get better, obviously, too. So within a week and a half, we definitely saw a visible difference. Wow. Um, within three weeks, she was completely healed. Um, and so and then she did the 30 days and she did the fast. There were times that was really hard for her. So I was mm. trying to do things in solidarity with her so yeah. she couldn't have these things. So I'm like, OK, I'll do it, too. And I remember feeling miserable like the first three or four days <laughs> just so I could because I felt bad that my other sister and I were doing it. But I was miserable. And then I felt better and I was like, wow, I feel really great. So then that woman ended up um, giving us a book. She found this book. It was old and tattered and worn. Um, and so she gave us this book on how natural food can heal you. Mm-hmm. And so I started reading that book and realizing the correlation between your the food that you put in your body and how that impacts your health. Yeah. Um, and so reading that book and Hearing about what meat can do to your body, or versus what vegetables mm. can do to your body, yeah. and in our I grew up Orthodox Christian. Um, some some people are more familiar when you say Greek Orthodox, but it was just yeah. more like Orthodox Christian. And so during the Lent, you just give up all animal products, mm-hmm. and so you give up dairy, you give up. Um, to whatever. And that's yeah. Lent. And so my mom wouldn't let us do it until we were 18. At this time, I was around 20-ish when this was all going on with my little sister. Um, so I did it when I was 18. I'm like, man, I feel great. And my younger sister, too, did it at the same time. Um, and she felt amazing as well. She was 16 though. So she got to do it earlier than I did. But um, so we both did this fast and we both like, man, we feel really good. Like this felt really great. But I loved In-N-Out Burger and turkey subs (laughs) at Porta Subs. So I like totally fell back off the bandwagon. She didn't. She was like, I'm not eating meat anymore. Like I'm I'm done, cutting this yeah. out. I'm done. And so I couldn't. And so then the next year, it happened to be around the same time everything was happening with our youngest sister. And so then reading that and the correlation it has to do with your body and then also knowing how great I felt mm-hmm. when I would do it for, because we would fast for 40 days, 40 days, 50 days, I forget. Um, and so how great I felt during that time period, I just made that decision to say, no more meat, trying to eat healthy. And I was really good and very disciplined on following that for years. Um, and then now it's just, I try to follow that kind of same lifestyle, but not as, I guess, legalistic about it just because life happens and I need to be yeah. able to put something on the dinner table pretty quickly. So...
0: That's something I've appreciated about you. I think I approached you just because I knew you were always fit and you've got glowy skins. So I was like, "What is she doing?" You got to ask people. Got to get that out there, ladies, and ask people what's going on. What are they doing? So, um, and you had told me that, and that's one of the things I appreciated because you've got to balance with it. You're like, "This is what I'm doing," but you know, I don't do it here in this, and and here's how I do it with family and working lifestyle. So, like, let's talk about that practically as a working woman. There's two things that comes to mind. One is, do you eat lunch at work? Mm-hmm. And if so, do you you take your lunch with you? Are you packing it the night before? What does your lunch look like? So I'm really fortunate and blessed working in Las
1: Vegas, which many of you listening to this may have this if you work in the hospitality industry, is they have something called the employee dining room. So in the employee dining room, it's like a little mini buffet that's free for employees. So you get yeah. one- paid lunch there. Sometimes there's vegetarian options. Sometimes there's not, but there's always a full salad bar, which is nice. And there's always rice and there's always vegetables, yeah. but they may not have like tofu or something. Sometimes they do. Um, so I'll typically just eat in the employee dining room, get the food that I need, and then I'll snack in my office if I'm hungry. Um, recently though, Emmanuel and I, this is our first week doing it embarked parked on doing this whole 30 thing, which is perfect timing. Oh, um, great. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if you've heard of that. Have you I heard have. of it? In
0: fact, it's funny. You were mentioning the things that your sister was faced uh-huh. And I feel like a lot of people head down this journey with, especially with eating correctly, mm-hmm. because of health issues. Yes. We had a friend that started doing something similar, pretty much the whole 30. And it's because our husband was not sleeping more than two to three hours a night. Oh, my goodness. And when he began doing their version of the whole 30, he could sleep through the whole night.
1: Isn't it crazy? It's crazy yeah. how food impacts your well being, it mm. really is, physically, especially. Um, so yeah, I I have a coworker actually who did whole 30 last year Mm -hmm. and she was just telling me how she just felt such mental clarity and she was able to focus more and she felt great. Mm -hmm. Um, for those who don't know
0: the whole 30, it's it's kind of kind of of like 30 days, where you just eat whole food. Like you're not eating anything that's processed. That means you're making your own dressings. Yes. Things like that. Like you're not nothing. You're not taking a bite of candy. It's so true, <laughs> like which has very been strict. so hard. <laughs> so um, yeah, so I've done a version of that. Um, I will confess, I only went to, how did I go? I think I went twenty six days. That's pretty good. I was very impressed because I am a sugaraholic, so I did not cheat at all. And uh, I will say I slept really well during that time, but I don't have sleeping issues. But I do remember heavy, heavy, deep sleep, which I thought was interesting because my friend who got me on it, again, that was what started her journey with it. Oh, that is interesting. But I'm surprised you're having trouble doing this because it sounds like you were already kind of living that lifestyle. So what are the changes that you had to make personally to do the whole 30? What have you? So changed? the hardest
1: parts for me, one, to your point, like I've really relied on going to the employee dining room. It's been very mm. easy. I really only have to pay attention to packing the, ch- the kids lunch, which, you know, that's simple, but I don't have yeah. to pay attention to packing a manual or mine's lunch. So I've been having to pack a lunch for us to make sure uh, we're not eating processed. Yeah. And I do eat a lot of spaghetti, a lot of bread. Like every morning I have toast for breakfast. Mm. I can't have toast on whole 30 because it's processed yeah. bread. Um, I, we eat a lot of spaghetti or some type of pasta dish in mm. the house. Yeah. So that's been difficult. Um, But it's been fine, actually. It's just getting outside of prepping um, and getting myself to prep, which is a lot of the reason why I gave us excuses or I gave myself excuses not to eat um, the way that I ate probably before, you know, life happened. Um, So... I just made choices. I got up on Sunday morning before church at four o'clock in the morning. Thank goodness goodness. for daylight savings time. And I just chopped vegetables and cooked chicken and put things in the crock pot, got to church, came back after church, took things out Mm -hmm. of the crock pot and just made that commitment to spend that time. And sometimes you do have to find the time, you know. Living well, a.m. A.m. intentionally, you we, do. We do.
0: We have to live intentionally with whatever we're doing, whether it's raising kids, like we talked about, yes. with growing kids God's way, or eating, or whatever you're doing, planning mm-hmm. your time. Um, and I'm not a great planner. I don't like like you know organizing. I like organizing, but I don't like. Minutia, like let's mm-hmm. plan out every minute some my husband loves that He's he like <laughs> from 8 o'clock to 8 15 I'm doing this yeah from 8 15 to 8 30 oh my word like <laughs> I just I get sick I just want to lay down hearing that you know, yeah. know. <laughs> but um it, you do have to be intentional and we do, do that in different ways but if you're listening to this and you're like I can't make this huge change well think of one change you can make one happy we're gonna talk about that in a minute um with the whole 30 um You're you're stepping into this and um, was the motivation just like we want that mental clarity. We want to see what this is all about. What was your motivation behind that change? Because you're already living very healthy. Yeah,
1: healthy, but I still felt like there was room for improvement, right? So I had, Mm -hmm. I totally have a sweet tooth not necessarily chocolate unless it's vegan chocolate, um, which I have access to at work, which is dangerous. So I eat too much (laughs) of that. Um, But I also felt like there was an opportunity. And again, disclaimer, I guess I'm different than most because I had done so much research about food and health because I became probably a little too obsessed about it over a decade Mm. ago. Um, But I wanted to start cooking foods that weren't just easy. Like it wasn't always just vegan mac and like I was cooking the same things on my meal planner every single week and I wasn't even paying attention to, which again is something that was important to me in the past and I wanted to reintroduce is the nutrient value on the food that I was giving to my kids or the foods Mm. that I was putting into myself. Um so I just wanted to be more diverse in that and then I was also feeling a little bit more tired all the time and Emmanuel was feeling the same way too. Mm-hmm. Like I would just come home after work and I was exhausted. Um yeah. but I was just eating a lot of things that yes they could be quote unquote healthy but eating a big mm-hmm. old thing of rice every single night yeah. or pasta like I wasn't giving myself that mm-hmm. new. So I was trying to break the habit.
0: From what I've heard too doing the whole 30 the purpose of doing it can be really good, even if you don't live that way all the time, Yes, is that it kind of cleans out your system and it allows you, supposedly, to get rid of some toxins and things and then your body can absorb vitamins and minerals that it may not be able to take in because of things that you need to get out of your system that are blocking it. Yes. So um, I'm not a doctor and I don't even play one on TV, (laughs) but that's kind of the gist I've heard. Uh, My friend who does this tries to go, I think, with a 60-40 lifestyle when she's not doing the kind of 30-day cleanse. That's great. So, um, But yeah, interesting. Well, good. Um, So let me ask you this. Within Christian circles, and you and I were talking about this a little bit before we started the podcast, um, that some Christian circles it's almost looked down upon... If you focus on food, what you eat, exercise, being healthy, taking care of yourself, that sounds odd Mm -hmm. and they would never say it that bluntly, but they would say, they would look at someone like you who's healthy and fit and who takes extra time to take care of food and they would kind of say, well, she is overfocused on that. She's like, she should just be focused on God and not the outward appearance, which is not biblical at all. Um, and you said you hadn't really been exposed to them that much. I haven't, no. But um, I want to address before we even talk about why that may be the case. You mentioned that there was a time where you were overly focused. So let's yes. talk about balance first. Talk, tell us about that. What was it like when you were overly focused? Was it your motivation or just what was the deal? Yeah, I
1: think it's very easy in the society to idolize food, especially being a woman. <laughs> I think men just eat food because they like food and they just get over it. Um, yeah. But as ladies in the society, and this is something I had to deal with too. Is we tend to overly focus on food from a physical appearance standpoint. So my first motivation had totally to do with health, um, and even though that motivation was good, because I'm like, wow, I see all these incredible things that it did for my sister to heal her, and I felt all the incredible benefits of what it did for me and how great I felt, Um, then that became my motivation. I can't even, I didn't open a Bible once during that time, but I opened that nutrition book probably a hundred times, right? That's what I was focusing on. That's what I was looking at. Um, And so it's very easy for us to focus on that. I probably didn't even put as much focus on the prayer, like I knew my mom was praying so much for my sister. We were all praying for my sister. Aunts and cousins were praying for my sister. Then more, my whole focus at that time is like, wow, look what food can do for your body (laughs) Um, and for who you are. And so I think even when the intention around food is good from health, we still need to understand that
0: Mm. anything
1: good that comes to us in our lives comes from the creator. So I could grow up eating French fries my whole life. If the Lord wants to keep me, he's going to keep me on this earth as long as he wants Mm. to keep me. It's not the food that's going to save me. And I think sometimes we got, I got so overly focused on the food saving versus what God actually did in that scenario. And then as you know, like I said, you know, we had children, we got busy, we were both working. Mm. Um, and you know, sometimes, I would have a bag of potato chips instead of, you know, eating a real dinner because I was just tired at that point or whatever that would look like. And then the focus became on like, Ooh, I really have a fupa over my jeans right now. And so a, what? What? a fupa, you haven't heard of fupa. I've never heard of a fupa. A FUPA. Is that a belly roll? Yeah. The <laughs> belly roll. Yeah. <laughs> A fupa. It's a fupa. That's a new term. We will add it to the Webster's dictionary. Um so, awesome. a, fupa. a fupa. It sounds
0: cute. Yeah, I guess that's it's a cuter cute. way to say a belly roll. Oh, yeah, that's funny. I have a fupa. Uh, a so, fupa. So yeah. So let's talk about that. Is it is it a wrong thing spiritually to want to look nice?
1: I don't think it's a wrong thing spiritually to wanna look Mm -hmm. nice, but when that becomes my main motivation and my obsession versus what I, so you can start to lose, and this is something that actually can happen to anybody. feels like it's even happened to me to be honest, but you can start to lose your identity and who you are in Christ because he doesn't really care if I have a fupa. (laughs) I really care if I have a fupa, but if I start to think of myself in a negative way and start to think of who I am in a negative way based off of that fupa, then I'm doing myself a disservice and I'm also damaging somewhat my relationship with with Christ. And so as long as you're like, you know what, I don't like this fupa and it doesn't make me feel good in my jeans, I'm gonna go work out and it's not gonna change my perspective or it's not gonna change the way that I interact with people relationally. It's not gonna change the way I interact with my husband, like withholding, yeah. like, oh, I don't want you to see me right now because I just, ugh, like, yeah. I just don't like my body right now. And he's just like, I don't care what your body looks like. So mm. those things where it starts to damage relationships around you or starts to make you think less than, that's when I think that you cross that line of, okay, you probably need to go back and spend a little bit right. more time in devotion and a little more time in prayer and understand who you really are in Christ. And if you want to get in shape, great, get in shape.
0: See, and I, I, Josh and I have talked about this quite a bit, and I think there's a the balance of understanding exactly what you're saying. I'm not going to make an idol out of this. I've had friends that have done that, that yeah. it became all about what they ate. Yes. I mean, so much so that maybe even they spent all their life on that and neglected children, neglected, like you mentioned, that was interesting. I opened the nutrition book all the time. Yeah. That was not in my Bible. Mm-hmm. Well, I would say you may be taking care of physical health, but you're neglecting what's more important, your spiritual health. So there's a balance there. Mm-hmm. For us, we'd say we try very hard to find a balance and to f- work, whether for us, a lot of it's exercise. We try to exercise well and get toxins out of our body through exercise. Good. We're working on clam diet. We need to do a better job with that, honestly. But we do. The whole reason we try to look nice is because we want to be a representative, representation of Christ to the world. Yes. Yeah. Um, we do live in a world that worships beauty Mm -hmm. and we don't want to condone that, but at the same time, we don't believe we always push against culture. So when I'm dealing with a young woman who may not be spiritually focused, maybe her priorities are out of order and she's coming to me for counsel. If I can remove one stumbling block by being someone who looks nice mm-hmm. and does the best with what God's given me and I look healthy, that's why I want to represent. I am trying to follow Christ in every way, including my body. Yeah, and good. the verse that a lot of times people use, they take the one side of it, which is from, I believe it's First Samuel, where it says, God looks not on the outward appearance, but on the heart. Mm-hmm. Actually, I think it's 2 Samuel. But that verse, <laughs> they'll use that unless they see God doesn't look on the outward appearance. No, but I can't see your heart. <laughs> All I can see is the outside. So we do. As people, we do kind of get judged on the outward appearance. We shouldn't, I'm not saying it's right, but it happens. So when people look at me, I want them to see, "Wow, that's she's a woman I would like to be like in every way." I want to I want to look like I like her style. She's got a great style. She's she looks fit. She looks healthy. Um she looks like she's kind of you know, in, in vogue with what's going on today. You know, she's That's look a great weird. perspective.
1: Yeah. That's a yeah. great perspective. I never thought about it that way. That's so good.
0: Trying to keep that balance. And of course that can so easily, our motivations can so easily, it can turn to pride. It can yes. turn to all these things. That's yeah. why we do have to guard our heart and say, Lord, I want to do this for you. Um, I think it's important that we even pray. You may be listening to this and saying, you know what, this is so hard. I struggle so much with this. And um, let me encourage you make prayer, a big part of what you're doing. If you want to get healthy, whether it's you want to start walking around your block and incorporating some exercise into your routine, or you want to start packing your lunch, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to quit in and out. I'm going to start hitting yeah. hitting and having lunch be healthy. Or I'm going to start working intermittent fasting. There's a whole bunch you could say about that into my lifestyle yep. and the, get the health benefits from that. Um, whatever you choose to do, don't try to do it alone as a Christian. Bring um, your reliance, make your reliance to be on the Holy Spirit. Say, God, I can't do anything without you. Mm-hmm. I need your grace even for this. I'm trying to follow you. I want to be healthy, to live a longer life for you. We just had a sermon a few weeks ago. I'm trying to think which one it was. Um, I don't know if it was the one about physical was, health.
1: I was, I was thinking about that while you were talking. Do yeah. you
0: remember the quote that Josh shared that was about a young pastor who's a missionary? And he died at a very early age, and he had the quote before he died about God gave me this horse to use, and I ran it to death yes. and didn't get to run the whole race. Yes. Something like that. Mm-hmm. I probably butchered that quote. No, it was pretty accurate. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought about that. That really convicted me because sometimes I am running so hard that I will neglect exercise mm-hmm. or I will neglect you know, eating right. I'm, I'm going to grow through McDonald's just because I have to. And there's times. I do believe there's time for that. I believe there's time to celebrate and appreciate the good things that God's given us, you know, and not to be just continually, I can't do anything. I can't have anything. I think we wanna enjoy enjoy life. We wanna rejoice. But I do think too often, sometimes as Christians, especially sometimes in the ministry aspect or the motherhood role that God's called us to, we're like, I'm accomplishing this for Jesus. I'm gonna raise this brood for him, or I'm gonna, I'm gonna accomplish this mission. And we forget That to accomplish the mission, yeah, it's in his hands how long we live, but how effective we can be if I'm continually tired or I'm needing to go to the doctor all the time. Instead of make, you know, time in prayer or ministry visits. Yes. And by the way, if you're having physical health, you have to always the disclaimers out there. But I'm not saying that you've done that. Obviously, you could have health issues and God's giving you a doorway in mm-hmm. to minister in a different way. Mm-hmm. But my point is we do have a responsibility to take care of what God's given us within the realm that we can mm-hmm. and be as healthy as we can to extend our life. Um Yeah, the day of death is appointed by God, but I want to live to the fullest until that day. I don't want to have to be hindered from playing with my kids because I'm obese, yes, or because I've got a heart condition. I can't go and enjoy something with my family or something in ministry. Yes, so just things to consider there. Um, But yeah, why do you think what? Why do you think we talked about this a little bit? But why do you think that sometimes in Christian circles there are people that balk against these things? You know, um, that will say. Oh, exercise is so important or how you eat doesn't matter. And that even in Christian circles, we can just fall into such very unhealthy situations and justify it. Why do you think that is? I think...
1: And again, to your point earlier, I haven't had I haven't had this happen to me, so I haven't really experienced it. The only thing I can think of is anything that we get into from a Christian standpoint where we're like, we must only focus on God and Christ and only that and nothing else. Yeah. Um, which, again, it's a good motivation, but it can turn into a bad mm. thing because then what we do is we become too legalistic. Um, yeah. And then we damage rela- opportunities and relationships mm. to witness to other people um, or yeah. even opportunities to be an example of what non-judgmental love. Hey, I'm the same boat. I'm a sinner just like you. Mm. What does that look like? Um, We just get too legalistic about things. I think that's just one of the ways, and we're all guilty of that, whatever that looks like, right? And we have to go back and go in prayer and say, oh my goodness, I was totally judgmental today. Please (laughs) help me with that. Um, And it just looks different for everybody. So I think that might be the reason.
0: Yeah. And sometimes, I think sometimes too, it may be um, a pendulum swing. Sometimes we've, whether we had a parent Mm-hmm. that was a Christian, they claimed the name of Christ, but they were so focused on outward appearance. Yes. Or or we were in a culture that pushed it so much, we we're like, I'm going to be the exact opposite of that. Yes. And instead of finding balance and saying, okay, Lord, how do I honor you in this yeah. area? We totally think being a Christian means going the opposite way. Yeah, And I think legalism is a big part of that. Mm-hmm. You hit on that. Okay, as we wrap up here, what are some ways that as a mom, you can help your kids learn balance when it comes to food eating healthy. What are some things you've practically done or ideas you have for us?
1: Yeah. So we do a couple of things in our house. Um, we have sweet Sundays on Sunday. So <laughs> oh, we try I to, like this yeah, idea. we love sweet. The kids love sweet Sunday too. Um, so we try during the week to limit their sugar intake, um, which is hard sometimes, especially coming to Iwana or whatever, they get a lollipop or going to school, <laughs> they get like a Skittle and you're like, Oh, eh, probably bad. You can't have this.
0: I have to help. I have to say something here. So, some <laughs> you parents are very frustrated with that. With uh, and you've got a sweet spirit, Diane, but some are so frustrated with the school giving out candy or the church. I got to tell you, I've been on the other side of that, and sometimes that's the only motivation motivator you've got. Oh, I get <laughs> it's it. Like. If you sit down and you learn this verse or whatever, we will have candy at the end. Yes. So I, I'm i all about like, yeah, let's not overdo it. Let's try to be cautious and think of other options. But at the same time, don't be hating y'all. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and I think the grace. caregivers, I mean, the the opportunities that we get to go into the church and have small groups or go do our things or listen to Bible study, yeah. do what you need to do to wrangle my kids in. But I, I'm okay with that. Um, that's but, when you limit them the rest of yeah, the week. That's yeah, that's why I limit them the rest of the week. So... We try to limit them throughout the week, but then on Sweet Sunday, we go and do something like sweet. So we go to, there's a really great ice cream place up the street that serves vegan ice cream and they have regular ice cream too oh, called okay. Perfect Scoop. It's delicious. Um, or we'll go get cookies or we'll bake a cake together or whatever that looks like. Mm-hmm. So they know Sweet Sunday is the Sunday that we get to. So it's good for us because they get to go to church. We try to do some type of devotion as a family and then we go and have Sweet Sunday. So that's I love it. Way. So
0: you've made it an event. We've so made it an event, yeah. Stuff, so something fun. And you're, you know what? That's a great example of why I was just trying to express is that, um, we want to be rigid and we want to be like, okay, this is how we're going to live. And we want to teach them, but I think teaching them, Hey, we get to enjoy things too. God's yeah. given us sweet things. God made sugar. Yes. Y'all, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and learning how to enjoy it and balance at the right times yeah. and in the right portions. Yes. And what better way to teach that to, than to enjoy that with your kids yes. and to do that with them. I think that's beautiful. So we love that. And then we
1: have Friday night movie nights. So Friday night movie nights is in our house. So the kids will pick out a movie or we'll all vote on a movie. Um, And then we'll usually order out. So that's like our ordering out night. And so we'll either have pizza if they want to have pizza or have whatever that looks like. Um, So then they get that one night. So again, I guess we are kind of scheduling somewhat of events. And then throughout the week, I try to make it healthy. One of the most practical things I think I give as an advice to different people who ask for, hey, how do we get more healthy or my family gets more healthy is just try to make 50% of your meals either raw fruits, raw vegetables, or cooked fruit and cooked vegetables. Mm. So if you're going to give your child a bowl of cereal in the morning, um, then try to scoop you know, like a banana in there or half a cup of blueberries or whatever that looks Mm. like, right? Or give them an orange. So you're incorporating getting them to have a love for fruits and vegetables as well as things that are just easy to get. So if you're going to pack their lunch, then put a bag of carrots in there, bag of cauliflower with, you know, whatever dressing mm-hmm. that looks like on the side. So getting them to eat that and then for dinner time, half of their plate is always going to they can go get more. So half of their plate will be whatever main meal it it is, and then the mm-hmm. other half of their plate will be whatever vegetable option or whatever that we have. And then when they get more, they have to get more of both. So it's good for us. So yeah. I think as adults, we tend to, we'll want to go back and go overeat more on things that aren't fruits and vegetables, whereas yeah. we're always making half of our meal. So we do the same thing I with the kids. I think that's
0: a great tip because to me, that's not as overwhelming. Yeah. That's like, okay, I don't have to come up with all these crazy recipes and delete this, but let's just shoot for half and half. Yep. Let's make sure we have something fresh on the plate, you Mm -hmm. know, and that's an easy goal. What about drinks? Do you do any kind of carbonated drinks in your family?
1: We don't, no. So I wasn't allowed to drink soda. Oh, I shouldn't say I wasn't allowed. We never had soda in our house. Um, And so... Growing up, I never really got that love of soda. And mm-hmm. so now even as adult, I don't have that issue where I want soda. And so I've seen other adults battle with that though. We're like, oh my gosh, I'm on my fourth. I Are would you be on one. that? Yeah.
0: It's only Dr. Pepper. I love it so Dr. much. It was good, especially. I don't just drink I don't like Dr. Pepper by itself. Oh, you to like me to it's a complimentary drink. <laughs> you but but pair yeah, the Dr. And I Pepper. Have got, I got off it one year. I have to tell you this. I got off it. And I shouldn't be saying this, this is going to discourage somebody's heart. Don't be discouraged, okay? I'm sure I'm the odd one out. But everybody says if you get off it for so many weeks, like, you're good. I was off it for eight months. Like, literally, wow. I, that was a New Year's resolution. And for an entire eight months, I didn't have a single sip of it. And I'm not drinking any other carbonated drinks because they're not tempting to me. So um, just water, all year, water. And they say you lose the taste for it. I did not. <laughs> because the moment I had the chance to have it again, I tried it. Because I think part of it was like, I'm going to test it out. And I remember thinking, it was like, it was like nectar. You
1: <laughs> went back. Like, oh. You can't go back to the addiction, Heather.
0: I know. I know. But I think I thought, oh, it won't taste good anymore. I'm not going <laughs> to like this now. I'm free. I was not free. I am still in bondage. So I've got to work on that one. But so you just don't keep them in the house at all. We don't. So
1: we don't. Yeah. And the kids really ask for it or want it when we go out to places so if we go out to like a special party and they want to have a soda again i think it's that balance and it's like okay yeah I know, you guys can have a little bit of soda that. the
0: combs family they do that as well they don't keep them in the house yep. We don't have it at dinner but if we go somewhere yeah you're some allowed soda. to have yeah, it you can have some yeah. yep Great. All right. So as we wrap up today, are there any resources that you'd recommend to our audience that maybe, um, it could be something spiritual. It could be something along the the lines of health that we've talked about. It could be a podcast book. What have you got? Any thoughts or anything that you'd recommend?
1: Yeah, there's a few books. Um, I would say, my mind drawing a blank right now, literally, just when <laughs> I was like thinking about the books that I read. I really like The China Study. But again, if you're not willing to give up meat, I mean, at least watch, read it, um, think about it. But The China Study is really good. Um, it focuses on, after extensive studies, specifically in China, about 50, 60 years ago, um, the difference between following a vegetarian mm-hmm. diet versus following a very meat-based diet. Um, I think another good book... Um, I like The Kind Diet as well. I think that's a really good book to talk about more plant-based. So I'm gonna give a lot more plant-based, so forgive me on that. So for you meat eaters, what about uh, podcasts? You told me you just started listening to podcasts. I did. But I've been look, listening to a lot more on Focus on the Family. Uh-huh. Um, so I've been listening to Focus on the Family, which doesn't b- really bring up, or at least I haven't heard one on food and that but correlation. That's all right. It's
0: still a helpful podcast that you enjoy. So I these love. Can be any resources. Oh, any yeah. resources.
1: Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I do love Focus on the Family and anything by the Rainies. I think they're a great resource for figuring out how to raise your kids in a biblical way. And then also really relatable, right? Like none of us are perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, and you just get to heal, hear from a conversational way, real people who are endeavoring to raise their kids for <laughs> Christ, but have the same issues you do, which is, you know, helpful. Yeah. I'm so sorry. I'm drawing a blank. No, I wish I could even pull good. up my phone to look at my Kindle to see what that's I've been right. reading.
0: You gave us a lot to chew on. Today, uh, see what I'm I did kidding. there? Oh, yeah, they're <laughs> fine.
1: <laughs> but I'm <bump.
0: laughs> yeah, So bad, so bad. Um, but no, thank you for coming on and just sharing your heart. Um, I know, again, I love that anytime I've talked to you about these things, you're very willing to share what you're doing and ideas for, I know we've talked before about ideas for dinner, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're also very not judgmental, which is a, a very, yeah. very Christ-centered approach. Because it can, and you mentioned this before, it can be very easy to be like, This is the way to do it. Yeah. And if you're not doing this, you are destroying your family. Yeah. (laughs) And I think giving grace and realizing we all struggle and that there are different ways to honor and glorify God in the ways that we eat or exercise. And so just explore those things. Uh, Make sure, you know, you can reach out uh, through our Southern Hills Ladies group or the Inspire group. Reach out to Diane if you have more questions on this. But thank you so much for coming on today Mm -hmm. and just sharing these ideas with us. We appreciate it. Thank you, Heather. This This is great.